2: Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.
3: Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. only at sleep number stores or sleepnumber.com
2: outspoken with white and jordan 100% engagement
3: it's a total disrespect
2: download stand well back listen jim white and simon jordan i don't see that view outspoken with white and jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station
3: talk sport thanks for listening to outspoken with white and jordan I'm Jim White and once again I was joined by Peterborough owner Dara McAntony and Alex Kroop today. We spoke about the Tottenham owner Joe Lewis being charged in the USA for insider trading. After Julian Lopetegui said that Wolves needed to sign players ahead of the new season, Dara gives his view on how that will be received by the club's hierarchy. And we welcomed Millwall Chief Executive Steve Kavanagh into the show today to pay tribute to John Berrelson, the club's owner who sadly passed away a few weeks ago. Dara, you live in the US. You you like living part of your life in the US. Yes. You were telling me why this morning before we came on air. In the US, they're busy. US attorneys right now. (laughs) And overnight... There was a statement from uh, the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York. He is Damian Williams, and he had news for Tottenham fans in the shape of this statement regarding the Tottenham owner, Joe Lewis. Today, I'm announcing that my office, the Southern District of New York, has indicted Joe Lewis, the British billionaire, for orchestrating a brazen insider trading scheme. We allege that for years joe lewis abuses access to corporate boardrooms and repeatedly provided inside information to his romantic partners his personal assistants his private pilots and his friends those folks then traded on that inside information and made millions of dollars in the stock market because thanks to lewis those bets were a sure thing now none of this was necessary joe lewis is a wealthy man but as we allege he used inside information as a way to compensate his employees or to shower gifts on his friends and lovers. That's classic corporate corruption. It's cheating, and it's against the law. Laws that apply to everyone, no matter who you are. That's why Joe Lewis has been indicted and will face justice here in the Southern District of New York. Thank you. Joe Lewis, of course, denies any wrongdoing. Tottenham, for that matter, say this is a legal matter, unconnected with the football club, and as such, we have no comment. Nonetheless, Lewis has been charged in the
2: US with brazen inside
3: training. Should he be worried,
2: Dara? I don't think Spurs... I know the media is losing their heads today about Spurs. I don't think Spurs should be worried. As I said to you inside there, you know, Joe Lewis probably doesn't put a lot of money into Tottenham anymore. doesn't need to. Tottenham will have bank overdrafts. They will have money coming in. They'll be running it as a business. So he owns a large percentage of it. But if Joe Lewis wasn't here tomorrow, I'm sure there's a trust set up or his kids would take over. He's a very wealthy man, probably worth, what, seven, eight, nine billion Maybe even more I don't think any of it Directly impacts Tottenham I know the media Wanted to make it look like it They do makes want great to make news. it look like Jim, You do. sound like Simon Jim, Jim I'm, I'm sure today The headlines will just be About Tottenham and Joe Lewis Instead of just being About Joe Lewis It will be about Tottenham And what a Tottenham fan thinks Are Spurs fans worried How's it going to affect The transfer market Will they be able to sell A player to Russia Is this because they're Selling a no, player to a minute, Russia No but wait a minute Wait a minute Dad. It's
3: in the Premier League Rule book That That uh, any owner of course, who has a Jim. criminal
2: conviction of, G- Jim you're a long way from criminal no conviction longer own the football uh, club. in the event he had a criminal conviction he would just transfer his ownership stake over to his family I, trust I think which his children
1: he's already done that the, the, the club is already in right. a trust there, there fund for the family so
2: it would mean nothing it means he can't be a director of Spurs but his family would still own the majority of the shares in Spurs hell his kids might want to sell the club eventually who knows but is this going to affect one of the biggest clubs in the world one of the biggest clubs in the Premier League no the media will make it out so for me no. Joe Lewis himself, I know nothing about the insider trading. I read it like you did last night. Um, as I've seen over the years and things like that, what will usually happen? A deal will be done. This 86-year-old guy will end up writing a massive check. Will he do any time? Five years ago, he wouldn't have. Nowadays, with everyone you know outraged about everything, possibly he'd have to. So, But I definitely wouldn't be losing any sleep if I was a Spurs you, fan. You
3: don't think there's any knock-on
2: effect for Tottenham? Absolutely none. Are they always that theatrical
1: over in the States when they announce these charges? I mean, that was well, like an episode of Judge that, Judy. Yeah,
2: but, you know, <laughs> the, the, the funny thing is, Alex, they've obviously been very busy on Trump, so I'm surprised they had time for Joe Lewis. But, you know, I love New York and have been many times. And, and the real irony is if you went to New York and saw what's happened to New York the last three years with the, you know, no bail needed anymore, you know, a lot of criminals are released back on the streets, the crime is soaring in that area, and, and this is always the, look, if he's broke the law, he'll be held accountable and, and he'll, he'll do his time and he'll pay the fine. But, you know, you've got things happening there and you're thinking, why are they putting so much emphasis into public figures? Whether it be him, whether it be someone else. So I don't know the ins and outs of it, but insider trading now, it's a very serious charge. There's no doubt about that, I, but he'd have the best lawyers in the world. And like I said, usually a check is written, some time might be served in a golf and country club uh, prison and, and you move on. Jo- I, I Joe present. Lewis,
3: as I, say, uh, as I say, denies any wrongdoing. Yeah. But, Dara, is it not bad timing for Tottenham? On, way, the, on the eve of a new season, right? Um, owners, of course, mm-hmm. come into to, to the news areas yep. on, on on the on the news agendas of of uh, most media outlets. Sure, Tottenham will be no different. They have a new manager. Mm-hmm. Will they sell Kane? They're mm-hmm. never out the news, Tottenham. They're yeah. never out the news. They don't need news like this.
2: No, they don't need news like this. But what I'm trying to say to you is, it's not going to impact their players and staff getting paid this month. It's not going to impact their fans getting to go to that wonderful billion pound stadium and watching a game in August. Do you understand where I'm getting at? I would still envisage Tottenham will probably still spend 100 odd million in August on players. They'll probably sell Kane. I don't think what's happening to Joe Lewis will adversely affect, I said to you, Tottenham or where I live, because I live in a golf and country club that he owns. I'll still pay what, my. The Lewis,
3: the Joe Lewis? Yes.
2: Yeah, I'll still pay you my. Li- s- that's where you live. That's where I live. He, he has a house five doors up. So I will still pay my dues and fees next month. It will make no adverse foul. I rang my wife last night to see if the front gates were still working with security on them she was like yeah so I don't think what's happening to him is going to affect there, and it's certainly not going to affect Spurs. One hundred
3: percent engagement,
2: outspoken with White and Jordan.
3: One club is not going to drop a hundred million anytime soon. It would seem would be Wolves. Mm. Uh, Julian Lapetegi has been talking about this. He's been speaking to Guilhem Balague as the new season is almost upon us, and he's been talking about the transfer policy, the, the dealings that may or may not go on at Wolverhampton Wanderers. But one wonders what kind of he has got himself into, in the manner in which he said it, and what he said. Have a listen. It's true that we, we need players, of course. We have talked about
4: this in the end of the, of the last season. In May, we, we start talking about the new situation that we didn't knew before about the, the, the financial problem that you, you have, you know, we have talked a lot in the last month, in the last season was a new situation for me of course because I came here with idea and the project that if we were able to save the team we are going to to have a better project to be able to to increase our performance and to be able to make good noise in the Premier League unfortunately this uh, situation was really a bad news for for me of course after we have to adapt uh, this real situation to the B plan uh, trying to to think about the the cost effective players uh, signing, thinking in this situation. But uh, it's true that at the moment we can develop this B plan too. We lost a lot of players who want to 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 sell more players. So, in this, this balanced situation, of course, we, we need uh, players to balance the team, the squad, and to be competitive in the Premier League.
3: And he doesn't have a lot of time to get it together now. Um, So basically that, he's saying, you know, incomings, outgoings, out of his control. And he insists that he needs more players. In fact, he lost one last night. Royal Mm -hmm. Jimenez went to uh, Fulham, didn't he? For five and a half million. How do you feel about this? If you were at the top of the house at Wolves, would you have a problem at Peterborough if your manager started... Uh
2: yeah I mean he sounds frustrated and I'm frustrated for him he's come in and saved him done a great job last season Um, and I don't know what he was promised he alluded to there that you know keep him up and we were going to have a go in the summer so I don't know we don't know what happened at the boardroom level I don't like managers who come out and, and air their laundry in public, you know, their dirty linen in public. I don't like when they come out and have a go at the board. I always feel that's it's the wrong thing to do. You know, what we saw with Conte when he wanted, obviously, his payoff and, and to leave and no intention of staying there. I hate those kind of theatrics, those games. It's happened to me once and, y- you know, I had, a manager, I had a manager who basically, and I, and I love him and have a great relationship with him still, who, you know, who loves signing 20, 25 players every year. And I think we'd signed 19 players that summer and come kick off the season with start. And he still wanted one more player and one more player. And every post-match interview was, I need one more player. I'm going to have a word with the chairman, need one more. And it got to the point where I was just like, I was ready to beat the living, you know, what out of them. um, Because I, I, <laughs> I, I'd done everything I could. And I, and I said to him, give it a rest, stop moaning. I don't like moaning. At the end of the day, I understand frustration. I didn't like the Scott Parker thing last year. You know, and is this similar territory? Do you no, think, well, I Lopetegui's think what well, well, well Parker was like was worse. He was moaning, every, you know, every time they lost. He was basically telling his dressing room, "I've no belief in you. You are yeah. going down." That's that's the big and, difference. And he got embarrassed by it was Gary, who kept them up afterwards. Who did a magnificent job. Do you know what I mean? So pretty much the same players, bar a few yeah. additions. And but it's lovely, so. not saying this in a no, I, diplomatic I think he, fashion. He's probably doing it in a more classier diplomatic fashion. He, he did, I think, what he's saying in there, "I need help for the team I've got, and we'll be okay." Whereas, kind of like listening to Parker after they lost somebody who was blubbering and moaning, it was more like, no, no I don't rate any of that line yeah, there. That yeah. was
1: my opinion. I think Lopetegui summed it up probably more eloquently. And mm. obviously, the ridiculous thing about Scott Parker was that. By all accounts, he knew there was a take-over imminent. And that's why Bournemouth weren't splashing the cash yeah. last summer. And if he just yeah. kept his own counsel, maybe he would have been able to kept spend the, the money in January. Yeah. So I see why you're comparing it. I, I think this has been coming with, with regards to Lopetegui because it was Guillaume Balague who started the rumours towards the end of last season that he wasn't happy. My view on that at the time was that he was actually trying to put himself in the shop window for Tottenham, which obviously didn't happen. Yeah, But... You can see why he's frustrated. I've got a list of players they've sold here. You mentioned Jimenez. Mm. Obviously, Collins went to Brentford for big money, a record fee for Brentford, £23 million. Uh, Ruben Neves, £43 million, maybe more than they would have expected to get had he gone to a Premier League club. they got good money for Conor Cody as well. So they've sold eighty odd million million worth of players. They lost to Dama Traore as well. His contract ran out. I, I think they're in danger, walls. If you look at the, the relegation picture, I think they're right in it. I mean, who's going to lead the line up front We'd no Jimenez. Daniel Pedentz is another player mm. that they're looking to get rid of. He he brings a goal threat. So I don't see where the goals are coming from. The squad looks really light. And I think what Lopetegui is doing here is getting a bit to of nudge. self-preservation, getting his excuses in early. In because he knows they're yeah. in for a, a big season.
2: And it's a nudge to those above. There's a few weeks left. We need some help here. Is it he
3: wrong in doing that? I don't so, think he's so, really right. He's I, sending
2: a message, isn't he? Yeah, I, look, I, I just hope he did it to them directly as well. If you're gonna do it that way, the way he's done it, you know, have the minerals to sit down with the owners or ring the owners and go, listen, you're killing me here. You're selling on my best players. You told me you'd get me Alex Scott from Bristol City. You told me you'd they get me can't even player. afford Alex Scott from so, Bristol so, City, so, by the way. So I'm a good manager. I, you know, I did what I said I'd do. I kept you up. Now back up what you said you'd do you know and I'm not threatening you but at the end of the day you're making this impossible my job for me I think
1: one of the things that Conte said in amongst his ramblings last season was he didn't understand in this country why all the the questions about the finances and transfers are directed at managers whereas in other European leagues Mm. you hear a lot more from chief executives and chairman I think what Wolves fans would like to hear now is Jeff Shee what what is the plan you know what are we going to do
2: Good point.
3: It's time you're that sure. he
1: came out and spoke.
3: And
2: Alex is right. We never hear from you a lot in the boardroom, Dad. <laughs> I'm sure some would say you hear from me too much in the
1: boardroom, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, but you're you an anomaly, yeah, aren't you? In yeah, you're, you're an exception.
2: When I, when I meet Noah last night, I was at PSL, the local, you know, our you know local team in Peterborough in non-league, and they have a new owner. And I just said to him, look, my only advice I'd ever give to any owners or anyone going into football is one, don't do it. Um, two, if you do do it, be transparent and honest. Yep. If, you, if you haven't got the money to do something, tell the fans. If you're having a hard time, tell the fans. Always come out and talk, good or bad. People can slag me off all they want, but I don't hide. Some posh fans, maybe the 10 or 12 who don't like me will say he does hide, but I don't hide. You have to see my social media. you see when I'm talking in the press, when I do forums basically with the fans. Right, if you don't like me, example. yeah, come in here. No problem about the BBC thing recently. You guys yeah, hit yeah. me with it and got me on air. I have no issue being honest and transparent. Sometimes people don't like what I say, but I'm going to say it anyway. So if Wolves have got an issue, just come out and say, hey, we've got a couple of years where we have to pull back. We hope to stay in the Premier League. We're going to use our academy. We're going to go down a different route. We love our manager, but we're not going to be able to give him the tools necessarily. We promised him, but we're going to do our best for him. Yes. But stay with us for a couple of years because you've had a few good years.
1: What I don't think yeah. will happen, Jim, is that Lopetegui walks away, especially if there's not no, another no. job to go Nobody to. Nobody walks away. Managers do not paid. walk out from lucrative contracts.
2: Sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. my manager. In the championship.
3: <laughs> Dara, why are there not more owners like you? And I'm not just saying that to butter you up, but that's what fans want. Yeah, there's they a few. you want to hear from inside the club yeah. at the
2: very top. Yeah, there's a few. Andy Holt at Accrington's very good, you know, comes out and, and, and speaks and uses social media. There's a few more who are in it now doing it. You know, there's some really good owners in the league and they don't talk enough. Like, I was with Robbie Cowling from Colchester last Saturday. I really like Robbie. I know the fans have a golden there. He spends more in his academy than his first team. It's brilliant. The players they bring through. And he's got some talent there, and he's very successful. At what he's done, the training ground is mm. incredible. Their stadium is great. Yeah. And yes, they haven't done well in the league. But I, so I've someone say to Robbie, come out and talk more. Yes, you know because you, for me, you've done some yeah. great things at Colchester. Yeah. Why
3: not? There's yeah. no reason that should. And,
2: and, and by the way, there's no perfect science to this. I'm not always going to get it right. Sure. Sometimes I'm going to get it wrong. Your 100% essential, down, outspoken with White
0: and Jordan. Hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns.
1: Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you.
0: Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz uh, in the Biparsal Rise plug sale.
1: The most important thing is what? Sorry.
0: The single most important thing is to Ertz uh, in the Channelized Bingbingus of the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine.
1: Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work
0: chattel
2: sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.
3: (laughs) Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Yuffie X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's eufy.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.
0: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra.
3: You know, I say every morning, this is a great part of London from which we broadcast. We're in the 17th floor of uh, the news building, uh, right beside the Shard at London Bridge, if you know this fantastic city. Alex Crook, alongside me, so too, is uh, the uh, owner of uh, Peterborough United, Dara McAntony. Now, the reason I'm saying that giving you that geographical kind of placing as to where we are is that not far from here, from London Bridge, a couple of stops uh, on, on the train down the road, South Bermondsey, and I often jump on it. ...and go to Millwall, so close uh, to this part of this great city. And the Den, a great stadium and uh, a great atmosphere. But Millwall fans recently, of course, were hugely moved... ...by the tragic passing of their owner, John Berrelson. The American businessman, Mr John Berrelson, died from injuries in a car accident when his vehicle overturned and hit a tree over in the United States. Now, you probably know that uh, John lived in uh, the Boston area uh, of uh, Massachusetts. Uh, It's now being said, John's son, James Berrelson, is set to become the new chairman of the football club. One man I know very well down at at Millwall is uh, the chief executive of the football club, Steve Kavanagh. And Steve has been telling me when he feels it's right for him to say a few words... And I'm delighted that Steve has chosen this to be the moment. Steve, good morning.
0: Jim, good morning. Alex, Dara, good morning.
3: Steve, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Something of an apology for me because I approached you very soon after this tragic news came through, and you quite rightly said, "No, you'll need to give me time. You'll need to give me time." Everybody has been hit so hard by this news. What would you say is the mood at, at, at the football club now, Steve? Now that you're beginning to sadly have to get used to the idea that that John is no longer around.
0: Um yeah, really difficult question to answer that Jim if I'm honest. I mean, at the time obviously my focus was on the staff, the fans because they were all, you know, in a, in in a state of absolute shock and grieving and and we had certain things that we just had to do and and wanted to get as right as we could and and looking back now I'd like to think the staff and I are proud of the, the, the way we handled what was an extremely tragic and, and difficult time in, in, our, in our moments. We, we still, you know, I still have moments where I, I suddenly think, Christ is dead. You know, it, it, you, you go through that because you, you're still, it's only three weeks yesterday. It's still a you know, real, real grieving. And of course, you know, the family will go through moments of that first time and anyone that's lost someone closer than that. Those firsts are always difficult times. Playing at the Den last night was a first. Um, we, we, we weren't supposed to have a, a, a minute's applause, but um, the, I think the referee actually ended up doing it because we wanted it to be about the Bristol City game. and We're, we're all focused on making sure that, that we honour John, but also carry on his legacy and carry on the club because I absolutely know what he would have wanted and that's for us to to have a damn good go at the Championship this season and do the the best we can.
1: Steve, we all know that football can be very tribal at times, but you've mentioned the game against Charlton last night. By all accounts, it was a really nice occasion. How much have you lent on the support from the the football family at this very difficult time?
0: The football family have been brilliant. Everyone has been absolutely brilliant. No, I've not heard a bad word about John. John had this way of touching everybody in a in a different way he 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 had time for the cleaner he had time for every single fan he he'd turn up at games and go outside and spend time with the fans and then right across the football community John, everyone knew John could talk John would John could talk the hind legs off a donkey and Daryl probably know that 100% and, uh,
1: <laughs> he was brilliant
0: and, and he was and 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 that and that he was brilliant is that the the last in legacy and Charlton fans last night obviously were very, very respectful and applauded. Obviously, they've just lost Chris Bart Williams, and Gary and I were only talking a couple of weeks ago about Chris Bart Williams, because we were both at Charlton when he was there. Uh, I've actually forgotten he was there. Sorry, Chris. Um, so, you know, they, they've had their moments, and, and football has these moments, but losing a chairman in tragic circumstances does bring everyone together, and, and I've had letters from the FIFA president, the FA president, you know, right across the football community um, calls, and and it's been extremely touching. And and there isn't a bad word to be said about John out there, and and rightly so.
2: And nor nor would there be. I I, I knew John going back years, and we were in League One with Millwall then in the championship, going to Millwall, having a couple of drinks, him, his family. He was a brilliant guy. We would then converse by email, I was in Dubai when the news broke. It was on the TV in front. Of, I had to do a double take. Um, you know, he, even though he was, I think he was in his 70s, Steve's, he looked like he was in his 50s. He was a bit like Barry Fry in that way, yeah. where he, he looks like he's getting younger, do you know what I mean? And, yes. and healthy. And yes. And I've always rooted for Millwall to do well because of John, because he was just such an approachable, easy, down to earth, which you don't get what a lot of, say, mega wealthy people or wealthy people, you know, whatever else. And they can be a bit standoffish, but he was that guy. And yeah. football has mm. lost a brilliant owner.
0: absolutely completely he 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 took the time his first thoughts when he arrived in his black cab at the ground wasn't can i get inside who gets security through how do i get through the door it was i need to go and talk to the people i need to go and talk to our fans i need to go and engage with them and and he'd be, he'd be out there for hours, yeah. and he taught, he'd put little kiddies on his shoulders, and I'm thinking, oh God, John, don't drop them. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, yeah. So that, But that was that was John. He had time He's for brilliant. absolutely everybody, and 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 as you say, he was a, he was a brilliant owner, and um, it's a tragic, tragic loss, not just for Millwall but for football. Do, the, do you do you let me let me ask you a question?
2: Because you're obviously a brilliant leader and a brilliant CEO, and you've dealt with all of this magnificently, and 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 you've looked after your staff, and you've kept the club on the track. For people listening, you know, for this horrendous tragedy to happen, how do you A respond straight away as a CEO, somebody running a club? And then what's the plan? Because obviously I'm putting myself in those shoes, you know, like my wife said to me when I was talking about intolerance, she's like, Well what would happen if something happened to you tomorrow? You know, our children are under eighteen there's nobody taking over the club and she doesn't yeah. want to take over a football club. So, so, yeah. so, yeah. You, you know, and, I, I, and I've put everything in now. I've actually yeah. done a whole trust, a will, uh, and, and a letter with a line of of what I'd like done. So I've actually done that and put it like in a safe and, and a copy with a lawyer. Do you know what I mean? Because you don't think yeah. of those things. So my question to Steve is, you know, first of all, what was, when you put your business head on for a second, With all the emotion you're dealing with, because you have to as a CEO, w- what did you do? What was the first thing you did?
0: Well, the, f- the first thing I did was was got one member of staff to make sure that we were in control of the messaging and the, the, right. the media stories, and we had to make sure that we not only were the first people to put the story out in the UK, yeah. but also that it was the right messages, and that, that actually also at a tragic time that the family knew what we were doing. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I sadly was the last person that spoke with him, yeah. um, and we were talk- he was driving to golf and talking about Millwall. Um, to sort of things he loved in life, um, and you know he—he—that was about just before one o'clock. I found out just before five o'clock. I'll be honest with you. I sat there on my own for half an hour, just staring at the walls. I, I was trying to understand what I'd just been told um, at that moment. Very, very few people didn't know, and I was—you know—we—I was—I was told we had to keep it quiet, yeah. um, and and then you just click into autopilot at that point. what, what What John did the whole way through and his whole mantra was do the right thing. And actually what John, because of that mantra, it was very easy to see the right thing and to do it. And it didn't matter what that was, you did it. And you followed that path because that was what John had installed in me from nearly seven years of working with him. We had spoken about legacy, and what, what would happen. We I didn't ever think that I would be enacting that. And I did say to him, John, is there any chance you can put this in writing, please? <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of
0: course. Yeah. He, Steve, he, I Steve, Steve, I, I don't didn't realise did.
3: that, mate. I'm so sorry. I didn't realise you'd spoken to John just a matter of hours before.
0: Minutes, oh. seconds. I wasn't on the phone when it happened, but we were, we were talking. He was going golf, it was raining, um, and sadly somehow he lost control of the car. Um, just after, thankfully, after putting the phone down to me. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it, in some ways you have comfort in that, you, know, you had yeah, I had that conversation. It was a good, strong, positive conversation. But you, 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 t- you talk about the, the, the way the club and what you do, the, the staff, the, my staff, what they did, we, we didn't tell them until a minute before it broke at 20 to 10 that Tuesday night. By 7 o'clock the next morning, we had condolence books. We had the condolence room set up. We had a pathway. We had a structure outside. Everything was set. And I, I'm not going to take credit for that because I came in at quarter to eight. I didn't sleep a lot and i have been messaging with the son. but you, you, it was there. It was done and it was perfect. It was absolute. It was incredible the way, the way the whole of the club's staff reacted because they all respected him so much and because they all wanted to do the right thing Brilliant. and by my my God, they did they did an amazing job, and they, they, they made my job so much easier because I could worry about various pieces around the edges of it. The family made it so much easier. James's son was he was at the police station talking to me, collecting his dad's belongings that on the night, saying, "Steve, don't worry." I'm like, "What are you saying to me? Don't worry. <laughs> this is madness." And 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 they they wanted to make sure that we knew we were secure we knew that James I knew pretty much well I knew it was John's wish that James would take over but it was almost instantaneous and and so the family and the way they've reacted have been phenomenal in helping create the pathway that's allowed me to walk through it fairly I'm not going to say easily it's been extremely difficult but to to take the right pathway and to do the right things
3: In, in some ways Steve does this galvanize you all going into this new season?
0: I I said early on to the fans when I went outside, we all have a a massive responsibility to carry John's legacy. Um, John won't be there, and the club, because of that, will never be exactly the same, but he will always be there. He'll be there in our hearts. And that responsibility and that legacy piece... Sits on some shoulders more than others, and 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 there, you know, I will carry that as, as strongly as I can because that's my job as CEO. But it sits on the staff. It also sits on the fan shoulders to make sure in those tough moments we remember John and we actually remember how this club is and why it is a family and how we come together. And the first time when they say, "Oh, John wouldn't have done this," they need to give me the space. I knew John. I spoke to John every day. I knew what John would do and wanted. And his son knows what John would do and wanted. So please never challenge me on that because I will, I know where we are. And those moments will come. And I said to the fans, you've got responsibility to listen to us as well to make sure that we all carry John's legacy. Because it's, it's going to be heavy, but also it's going to bring us together. And actually, Mill has always been about togetherness. It's always been about family and and. In a, in a sad way, John John's just enshrined that even more.
1: Because you were so close last season to achieving something special, so close to getting into the playoffs, I guess it would be the ultimate tribute if you could go one better this season and and try and lead the club into the Premier League. Yeah,
0: absolutely, and, and John John that's what John wants. John, John John was never an owner that went around throwing money about in a in a in a crazy way. I'm going to say in an unsustainable way. The championship is just by nature it's unsustainable. But he, John did it in his own sustainable manner. But he wanted to get into the Premier League, and and, and we had a plan, we had a structure, we knew what we were doing, and, and I know exactly what John wanted on transfers. John wanted Casper Danil we signed this week. John wanted that. John knew all about that. And literally on the Wednesday after the Tuesday, someone said, "Go and get Casper." So again, goes back to the point you were making, Dara. All yeah. of those plans were there. John, we, John was very clear. In the direction we were taking, and 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 he will bring us a togetherness, and and yeah, if we could, if we could, and it's not it's going to be. I mean, look at the championship this year. Mm-hmm. G, yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we're but, rooting for you, Steve. Yeah, we're I mean, we, for Well, if it ever happened, I'll be standing there crying my eyes out. Quite frankly,
3: <laughs> Steve, I know you. You wanted to wait, and you were quite right in saying that to me, and and you've waited until this morning. And you've spoken so well, my friend. I've known you a long time. A lot of Millwall fans getting in touch, Steve. Is there any one thing you want to say, just as a sign-off here, to them this morning?
0: Thank you. Thank you for all their messages, for what they've done, and how easy they've made it, because they, they're a family, and he's part of this family, and um, and they've been brilliant. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From
2: the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport.
3: Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show.
2: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
3: (laughs) Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and Mop Master dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni,
0: the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.